who is the people that is working with you, okay? And is that the right person working with you in that specific company? And what is exactly your superpower, okay? So if you're here in multifamily, everybody's asking you, what is your superpower? Is your superpower raising money? Is your superpower um, being an asset manager? What is your superpower? And for years, I was thinking, really, what is my superpower? And my superpower is really building great businesses. What if you could reclaim hours of free time each week, create legacy building wealth, and devote more energy to your passion projects without giving up on your career as a life-saving MD? Dr. Vikram Raya is a functional cardiologist, high-performance coach, and real estate expert, is here to give you the tools, strategies, and solutions you need to transform your life, unlock your limitless potential, and achieve greatness, all while freeing up your precious time. Welcome to Limitless MD. Let's dive in. All right, friends, welcome back to another episode of Limitless MD. I'm your host, Vikram Raya, and today I have a very special guest. We have uh, Vanessa Alfaro. She is the founder of Venus Capital Partners, the founder of LunaX.ai, and she is a serial entrepreneur. I think she's done you know, five seven-figure companies in three different countries. She's originally from Venezuela, and now she's joining us here to blow our minds on multiple topics, real estate, artificial intelligence, entrepreneurship, and just you know, being efficient and productive with her time. And in such a short amount of time, she's done so much. So Vanessa, welcome to the show. Thank you so much. And with that introduction, I will have to over-deliver. And now I'm concerned. <laughs> <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. So let's do this. Tell me your origin story. Oh, wow. Well, um, I'm originally from Venezuela, from South America. And I came here about 12 years ago when I married my husband. We have five beautiful kids, uh, twins as well. They're two years old. Uh, but before that, um, I started my first company in Venezuela when I was 22, a uh, marketing company, 2,500 employees. Um, we had a headquarter in Central America as well. And then I moved to Central America when I had two other companies, a trade show company, marketing company, uh, Venezuela. Um, we didn't sell that company because actually we have to close it for economic reasons and the whole uh, situation, political political situation in Venezuela. But um, the two companies in Central America, uh, they were sold and acquired uh, about 12 years ago. And then I moved to the U.S. Uh, with my husband and we opened a production company as well. And now um, five years ago, I jumped to real estate and now on AI as well. Awesome. Um, let's talk about real estate. Uh, I know a lot of people, you know, they dabble in real estate. They have maybe a single family home, a short-term rental. But I really think, you know, getting that scale is important if physicians want to perhaps uh, have that powerful side income where they can actually back off on hours and actually create a different lifestyle for them. And they can design the life of their dreams. And, mm -hmm. you know, you've been able to design the life of your dreams with all your successful ventures. But tell me how how scary was it and what were the characteristics that you had in mind when you wanted to start getting bigger units? It was very scary for me, even though I was already a serial entrepreneur for five, four other companies. It was completely scary for me because I was moving from marketing and a business person, like let's say a physician is moving from what they're doing uh, as doctors uh, to a completely different industry. So it was the unknown. 
And not only that, for me, it was also the barrier of the language, okay? Because my English is not perfect. It's still not perfect as I would like to be. Uh, so just that connection with people, okay, with the brokers, uh, that was, uh, I had to put a lot of mindset as well, I have to say, a lot of mindset in this specific company uh, because of the barriers that I had at that point. But the experience that I had as an entrepreneur and as a business person was extremely helpful because at the end, when you are trying to design all this real estate empire that you want, you're also creating a business and each property and each uh, multifamily is like a small business. It has a small business plan, projections, financials. So um, I use all that for my other ventures to bring it here um, to real estate. And it has actually, as you said, it has helped me to bring the, the, to build the life that I wanted. Uh, because even though I, I love real estate, it has given me a lot of appreciation, depreciation, and all the tax savings that I want, and all the passive income that I need for me, my husband, and my family. It has also given me the opportunity to also create other ventures as Luna X as well, okay? which is something that I'm completely passionate about. We can talk about that later. <laughs> yes, absolutely. So let's get into tactics. Tell me about uh, your first larger deal. How did you find it? How did you do it? Um, give me the details on that. Oh, wow. Um, that was 104 units that I found in Texas. And uh, the same way as, as most of the people do or, it. Or maybe uh, maybe instead of a may 140 unit, tell me about like a maybe like a 30 or 40 unit, like that kind of deal. I never got a 30 unit. Okay. So I, first... I, I, I went right to the big ones. Okay. That was your uh, first was like... your first deal was a big deal? Yes. Yeah, you've never done a big deal. How did you piece it together? What was the actual tactics and strategy you used? Well, the first thing that I did is to find a mentor. I think it's very important that when you're gonna do a big deal or a small deal where you're you're going to use other people's money, you need to find a mentor, someone that has done this before many times. I can tell you, I mean you don't play with this. Okay, this is not a game. So the first thing is to find a mentor that is qualified to teach you how you can do it. And after I found that mentor, um, I focus on uh, 100, 150 units. Okay. And I didn't want to go below that because I didn't want to do the hustle of like flipping or rehabbing myself. I'm also have a family. So I didn't want to be like doing myself a kitchen or decorating something. Right. So that depends on where you are in your life. And there's people that love that, you know. I have a friend that is also a doctor and he has another business. He's a pharmacist as well. Uh, and he loves the flipping business. Okay, he loves to do it. He also invests in multifamily as passive investor uh, because he knows the benefit of that. Okay, but he enjoys doing flipping. So I would say that that depends on what you like okay, to do. Okay, so then... Uh, you got a mentor, um, you learned to use other people's money, you you know this was serious, so you didn't want to play around, and um, you were focused on a specific criteria, 100 to 150 units, and you got professional property management to get on board, so mm -hmm. it's really, Correct. you're leveraging, you know, and delegating, and you're trying to be a high-level asset manager, and you're just thinking big picture, like a true business owner, versus mm -hmm. an, op you know, an operator, okay, and then how did you get the money? Oh, well, um, I found a partner okay, that brought actually 50% of the money. Okay, 
And I raised the rest of the capital myself. I didn't know if I could do it. Okay? Uh, but I started talking to other people. I got referrals. Okay. And it was a hard sell because it was my first deal, right? And when it's your first deal, um, how people know that they know that you're doing. So people knows me as my other ventures that I was doing. Okay. People know that I'm an honest person that I follow through. So your values are also playing a big role in your business as well. And because people is investing not only in your deal, people is investing in you as a person. So I got the other 50% of the money. And since then, uh, most of these investors, I would say that 90% of my investors are even the referral um, by other investors or are investors that are coming with me over and over in, in the other deals. Okay. So I think that is a great KPI that you need to measure in your business is how many times your investors are coming with you again that means that you're doing something right what what year was that first deal now uh 2019 and now how many deals have you done oh wow um 16 deals wow. not too much okay not too much and I, I i i have to tell you the last year i was very frustrated okay because i felt that i was not doing enough deals okay and this year i feel very proud about that because I believe that 2024 is going to be a great year for multifamily. And I think that it has been very hard for us as syndicators to find great deals okay, for the last three years. I mean, the last 10 years has been the best years in real estate ever. Okay, So um, it has been easy to, to buy and sell deals in a very low cap rate. Okay? Things are changing now. Uh, but even though it's changing, I think it's changing for good because now we're going to have a great opportunity to buy really good deals that can produce a lot of cash and, you know, appreciation in the next five, seven to 10 years. So for everybody that is looking to start in real estate, I always say that this is the great time to start in real estate because this is a time where you can find a lot of good deals that we are projecting that maybe 2024 is going to be the best deal the best year for us to buy deals. So I'm not frustrated about that. I think we have been growing slowly. We only have $55 million uh, of assets under management, uh, but we have been very picky as well when we buy. That's awesome. I can't believe it. You know, 16 deals since 2019. And, and you know, you, you went from not having any credibility in the space to now investors follow you from deal to deal. And, you know, that's, it's interesting that you're able to leverage your previous experience. So I think that's important for our listeners to know that if you're successful in engineering or in medicine or in uh, another business or entrepreneur, that, that tracks into another business if you pivot or transition. The other thing is, you know, don't, don't feel afraid to reach out to your warm network. I think that's a very good lesson. And know what you want. So she was very specific. She wanted 100 to 150 units. She also didn't want to make mistakes. And so to shortcut time, you know, you can get role models, mentors, coaches, business uh, folks who've done what you want to do and learn from them. And that's amazing. And so now there's another opportunity uh, in AI. Uh, But tell me, some people say you're losing focus. Other people say, hey, this is a good pivot. Other people say, hey, how can you manage multiple businesses successfully versus you know, going really big with one. 
So can you help me understand how you operate and what, what are the, some, of the, some of the principles that you use? Oh, well, amazing question. Especially since for the last 12 months, I have been debating myself if um, I have been doing enough companies, okay, so far. And usually what I would do is that I will have one or two companies at a time. And for the last six, 12 months, I have been debating myself why I don't have five companies at the same time. In only two, one or two. And if you if you see the most successful people in the world, they manage 10, 20, 50 companies at the same time. How do they do it? And how we cannot do it? And that's when it comes to leverage and finding the right people and finding the right partners. And that's when it comes to that famous book, The Who Not How. Okay. Who is the people that is working with you? Okay. And is that the right person working with you in that specific company? And what is exactly your superpower? Okay. So if you're here in multifamily, everybody's asking you, what is your superpower? Is your superpower raising money? Is your superpower um, being an asset manager? What is your superpower? And for years, I was thinking, really, what is my superpower? And my superpower is really building great businesses. Okay. That is my superpower. I'm not a capital raiser. I'm not an asset manager. I can, of course, I can talk to investors and I can raise capital. Okay. But my superpower is to build business and great business with, with a specific why and why we're doing this business that cares. That's what, that's what I like to do. So I think it's important that you understand, okay, that how to leverage your time, okay, and how to leverage with other partners as well. Okay. There is no way that you can manage 10 companies at the same time if it's only you. Uh, you need to leverage with partners. I hear a podcast from you, by the way, where, or you were talking about what is the right amount of partners that you should have in your company? And you say three. Is that correct? Yeah, I, 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 <laughs> in, 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 uh, I think this was more multifamily related, but in yeah. terms of business partners, it's one, two, three, and then many. Mm-hmm. So I, I would say... In my own personal experience, uh, having too many partners uh, in any, even in deals, it, it, the deals tend to not do well. Correct. And I completely agree. Now, I have always been the CEO of my companies, which I think it has been wrong. So what's going to happen now in the next six months is that my focus is to build these two companies and to actually have a CEO in my companies that have the same vision that I have. Okay. So that I can build other multiple business as well. Okay. I think that I, I have set myself short on my goals of just having one or two companies at the same time. Is that counterintuitive for you? No, no. I, I, I think uh, there's multiple ways. For example, there's people like, you know, um, Richard Branson who have 500 companies and there are people like Steve Jobs. He just had Apple, but Apple is a trillion dollar company. You know, uh, uh, Richard Branson was a billionaire. So it's like the, it, it, it's different strategies for different people. Now, I don't think Richard is active in all the businesses. He may start them, move them on. And then he has a, a sort of a chief investment officer that runs most of them for him. But yeah, mm-hmm. I think it's really your personality and your skill set as an entrepreneur. Um, a lot of people say like um, you can take instead of having 10 companies at our $1 million each, take one company, and make it $10 million, right? So I think you can go either way. Um, uh, but it's cool that 
let's say you were interested in doing what you're doing, what is the right way to approach that? So let's talk about how do you find uh, capable lieutenants and put them into your companies? Oh, well, that's the hard part. <laughs> that's a $500 question. How do you find the right people? Uh, well, I think that for multifamily, going to these events is a great opportunity for you to network with other people that have your same uh, your same why and the same goals that you have in multifamily, okay? And, and get to know people. So one is through referrals, okay? So right now um, that I'm looking for a CEO for Luna X AI, okay? I'm going through my um, AI mastermind, okay? Uh, through my a- M- MIT network, okay, on AI. So I'm looking the right person that has the same vision and has the same knowledge on AI to manage this company. So I would say that is, um, I would like to, I like to find mostly people through referral or for their knowledge. Someone that is very knowledgeable, okay, that I don't know, or someone that is maybe less knowledgeable, okay, but I know that this person can deliver because he has other, you know, um, um, other things that can bring to the table. That's what I, that's what is mostly I found people that comes into my company. So guys, I think there was a huge, here's a huge key point, um, whether it's multifamily or the, the artificial intelligence company, she's getting warm contacts. Cause at this high level for a CEO of a company or just a high level leader, this is not, this is more challenging to just do on indeed and, and just, or like mm-hmm. a recruiter. Because yes. there's so many subtleties and nuances, and this is a person who hopefully is going to run your company for many years. So referrals, masterminds, conferences, people with specialized knowledge. thats uh, I think that's really powerful. And she mentioned mm-hmm. the book, Who Not How. This is by Dan Sullivan, Benjamin Hardy. It's such a really good book. And it's really, you know, we as specialists, whether we're dentists, doctors, lawyers, um, physicians, we... We really, when there's a problem, we're like, hey, how do I solve it? Or what do I need to do? Instead, we should be like, hey, who do I need to get involved with? This, and, and really figuring out that your unique ability or your superpower, your zone of genius, these are all the same languagings, but it's really this uh, skill set you have, which is unparalleled and sort of unfair advantage. That's what you need to focus on. And then these other business problems, you could do it, but that's not necessarily your your zone. And so you want to bring all these other uh, other folks who who are very talented and bring them in to do that. So that way you can do it. And, you know, Vanessa said her superpower is building great businesses. And so, you know, take a moment while you're listening to the podcast. Hey, what's your superpower? What is it that, and you could, it seems like work to others, but it seems like play to you. What's, what's that thing that is, you have an unfair advantage of? What's that thing that you could do for free because you just love it? But, you know, you're going to get paid very well because you're so good at it. So I think that's very powerful. Um, as, as, we, uh, as we start wrapping up here, tell me some of the differences in, in operating in Venezuela versus in the United States. Oh, well, nobody asked me that question before. Uh, but there is a dif- it's a, definitely a different culture mm-hmm. and a different environment. I would say that uh, when I opened my company in Venezuela, we had... 42% inflation okay, at that point. Wow. Uh, here in the United States, we're seven, 7%, I believe. Uh, uh, we are all concerned. Uh, when I left my country, and actually right now, the inflation is hyperinflation at 250%. Okay, That's where we are in Venezuela. And there's still people making money. 
don't get me wrong, they're still companies making money in Venezuela. Okay. So I would say that the, the, the mindset is really interesting there uh, because you can make money no matter what happened in the industry, economics or, or politics. Okay. Uh, here we're all like crum- scrambling around, okay, uh, with the economics. But um, I would say as well, okay, that there is opportunities right now to, to make money, even in multifamily or any other businesses as well. Okay. And that's how I came with, um, with Luna X because um, with Luna X, what happened is that we started integrating all these technologies into our, our company, right? So, uh, in give us an example of some of the technologies that, that, uh, like what are the top five, uh, artificial intelligence technologies that, that are, that are something that your company would help integrate into a business? Sure. Well, for Venus Capital, which is the real estate investment firm, uh, we're integrating that into asset management. So the first things that we're doing is including chatbots and removing from the managers whatever they have to do that are large language models. Like, for example, leasing units and taking phone calls and booking tours and uh, marketing funnels that it has to be before manual, okay? All that can be taken by a, by an artificial intelligence chatbot, okay? And that's very powerful because what happens is that you can save 20% of the money that you're spending into payroll, which is very expensive. Is that the, the number, the three more uh, important expenses in a multifamily uh, property right now are taxes, insurance, and and payroll, probably utilities, right? Uh, but you can control the payroll if you can integrate some artificial intelligence that is going to cost you one of of one percent of what you're paying to the payroll, and removing forty percent of those tasks, you're saving a lot of money in that area. Uh, so that's one of the areas on asset management that you're doing that we are using it. We're using a uh, large language model on machine learning to understand um, underwriting and analyzing financials as well. Okay, so that is speeding the process of the um, underwriting and the analysis on due diligence. We're using also um, artificial intelligence. Uh, there is in Prima, in Prima.com, there is Hello Data AI as well, where you can take all the information, the leases, and just scan that and and just get a report when before you were doing that manually for example okay uh chat gpt has been very useful for everything that we do okay including the different plugins and the and the code interpreter that chat gpt has uh which can read uh, mathematical equations and all these financial statements uh, so in general, oh, and, and by the way, I don't know if you know, okay, and this is not related with multifamily, but the large language model uh, that Google have for the medical industry, uh, the MedPalm 2, okay, has been showing incredible uh, things to the medical industry. So for all the physicians that are listening in this, I invite you to, to search a little bit of the MedPalm 2, which is the chatbot, is the is the chat GPT for the medical industry. And the numbers are incredibly amazing, the results that they are giving on that area. That's amazing. Can you tell me mm-hmm. more about that chat GPT for the medical profession and what what how can people use it? Oh well, right now they have to request access. But um 
Metu is the ChatGPT for the for the as I said the ChatGPT for the medical industry, and what they has been testing is how Metu is answering questions versus the real doctors. Okay, uh -huh. so right now you can use it for research, answering questions specific on on medical um, situations. You can use it to read uh, images as well, like read X rays or. CT scan or things like that. Now, what is has been more interesting to me is that uh, the MedPom two uh, passed the medical exam, the oh, US wow. uh, medical <laughs> US, exam. US for, MLE, yes. Yeah, for um, 86%. Okay. okay. Uh, I think ChatGPT passed for a little bit less than that, like 76%. Okay. And there is another study that they did with ChatGPT and MedPom two. Okay. This is a shocking thing that um, it was showing how much em how much em em empathy okay how much empathy the chatbot uh, is showing to the patients and the chatbot rank nine point eight times more empathy than the real doctors. <laughs> that is mind blowing. Crazy. <laughs> <laughs> that piece of information. Nine point yes. eight times more empathy. Empathy. From a, a artificial intelligence bot versus a uh, human. Mm -hmm. Yeah, correct. So that's where we're that's where we're going. So they're trying to test this more, okay, and give more doctors access to this tool, uh, just to make sure that it is safe for them to use and use it as an assistant. The reality is, it's an assistant for doctors. So. Yes. Uh, it's not going to replace a doctor, but it's going to be a good assistant for doctor. They are also using it for processing insurance claim, and and the idea is to reduce the time that you know the physician and and the office spend in processing a claim, and at the end reducing the time that uh, a patient is receiving treatment. Okay, since the time the diagnosis and the claim is approved, blah 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 blah. A lot of research in this medical um, artificial so, intelligence. So, how can people learn more about? Sounds like they need to really consult with you uh, on in the, with your company Luna X AI. So, how can people get a hold of you or learn about how maybe you can help them incorporate artificial intelligence technology into their companies? Well, thank you for asking because this has been my passion for the last few months. Okay, I love real estate, but the reality is I've been doing this for my company. And then I've been talking about this with so many podcasts that people start asking me, how can we do it? What can, what are you doing? How can we implement this in our business? And at this point, I decided to create this company to help entrepreneurs and small organizations to implement this into their companies. Because the, the, the way that these technologies are advancing and the way that people is integrating this into a company, there is a huge mismatch. And in 12 to 18 months, okay, um, companies that are not AI integrated are going to fall behind. I'm going to fall behind in income. I'm going to fall behind in, 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 in expenses and, and they are not going to be able to compete. So um, I was approached by these two other small uh, guys and we are creating, we created Luna X with the idea of helping entrepreneurs to integrate these technologies because just for you to know, there is 14,000, more than 14,000 AIs just in the United States. 
it's not just ChatGPT. There are more than 40,000 AIs out there, okay? And hundreds of new AI companies are coming into the market. So the problem that you have is that how you analyze your company, what are the best technologies for your company? And I think that in maybe 18 months to two years, you will have to have someone internal. Like we have in our company, in Venus Capital, we have a CAIO, that it will have to manage all these technologies and train your people. Now, the other issue that you will have is that if you're going to have, if you want AI people into your company, you will have to train them or you will have to hire new people. And replacing people into your company is a very high expense. So if it's a high C-level, it can cost up to 250% of their salary to replace that person. So the challenge that we're seeing and MIT studies are showing is that replacing people is going to be a challenge. So you need to train your people on how to utilize AI in order for you to compete in, 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 your, in your industry anytime soon. So that's where we're coming, Luna X, okay? With these um, entrepreneurs and corporations, uh, we're analyzing what your company does, and then we come with a plan of what are the best technologies, and we train your people, and then you take it from there. We measure as well, okay? So actually, we run our company in EOS, okay, with the entrepreneurial operating system. Uh, but we analyze what operating system they're using as well, because you want to measure how much money you're spending, how much money, how much more money you're going to make, and how much money you're going to save. Okay, because at the end, that's the bottom line. You can increase and optimize your income because you can save more time of your employees. Okay, and maybe you can go 10x with the same people that you have right now. Does that make sense? That's amazing. That's amazing <laughs> that you're uh, really giving this. Um... Uh, almost like a, a diagnosis, an assessment and a diagnosis of a company. You're figuring out their uh, opportunities for uh, optimization using this technology. Then you're selecting the right technologies for them. And then you're helping them adopt, integrate, and then train the team so then they can take it and move forward. Yeah, and we're doing that in marketing, which is the low-hanging fruit. We're doing that on operations. We're doing that on financials. Okay, We are not working into the medical space because we are not doctors, okay? And I feel that that is a, a, a different industry, okay, that needs to have their own niche. Uh, but we can we can help, for example, uh, medical offices in optimizing their processes, okay? What we cannot get is like, for example, creating your own chatbot for your medical office, which it can completely be done for any corporation, okay, to create their own chatbot internally. So. Uh, as we uh, as we wrap up here, um, what's the best way for uh, someone to maybe get a hold of you and, and your company? Well, they can reach out to uh, through Luna X. Is the the website is lunax.ai. Okay. Okay. Uh, we have a very simple process. Okay. You just uh, sign up if you are an entrepreneur or if you are a corporation. Okay. And then we set up a time and uh, we discuss with you. Um, it can be me. It can be Chris. It can be Jared. Okay. Uh, we are the three uh, lead people in, in the company, or it can be um, Cassandra, anyone from our team. Uh, if you want to reach out to me for the real estate investment company, so you can go to venuspartners.com. Okay. And there is also my, my email, which is Vanessa at venuspartners.com. That's awesome, guys. All that will be in the show notes. Please uh, reach out to Vanessa. She's a wealth of knowledge. She's a pure inspiration and so much energy. 
And she's obviously very passionate about how to help companies and how to help investors really grow. So thank you, Vanessa, for being on the show. Uh, thank you again for sharing everything. And guys, keep keep crushing it. Uh, appreciate you guys sharing the podcast with a friend. Um, follow us on YouTube and and subscribe to us there as well. And guys, until next time, be phenomenal. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Limitless MD. If you found value from this episode, I encourage you to share this episode with a friend and let me know by leaving a review. For more information, make sure you check out the links in the show notes below or simply visit VikramRaya.com. Until next time, be phenomenal. Be phenomenal.